I think uh, it sounds a little bit, Steve, like our mics are low, but, uh, yep. Well, Steve says we're okay. All right, so, well, uh, I guess we're okay. Yeah. Well, I can hear you. I can hear you through the headset. <laughs> All right, good, because I can hardly hear myself. So I'm like, oh, boy, with that music going, it yeah. might be hard for people to hear me. But uh, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you'd like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's one Eight four four triple seven SWAT, or you can email us at ask at swatradio.com. That's ask a s k at swatradio.com. And Steve, our great producer, just snuck in here, and uh, there was a problem with the uh, headphones. I guess so. We're good to go. Well, um, I don't know if you saw the article, or maybe did you send it to me? Somebody sent it to me about religion news services. Uh, um, there was an article that ran that said uh, why our preferred pronoun for God should be oh, they. Yeah, yeah. Did you send me that? I think, yeah, yeah, I think I did, it, yeah. It, instead of, uh, it, you know, it was written by Mark Silk, who's a Jewish writer for Religion News, and he argues that um, we should take they because we are using it for ourselves and apply that to God, even though... Um, a phrase such as God the Father uh, should be treated as a metaphor because he's not a father. He's they. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of crazy when you stop and think about it. Well, but. yeah, and I mean, that kind of just along those lines, I don't know if you heard about Pope Francis. I think it was last week maybe um, said, you know, that we need to abandon tradition for kind of the new wave because the past is dead and only thing is, is the future and you know, we're not Catholics or anything like that, but to hear a Catholic say something like that was pretty interesting. And, well, and well, it's the same thing to want to bend God into kind of the socialist progressive. Well, when um, you first movement. hear that, you think, well, maybe they're talking about the Trinity, but it has nothing to do with the Trinity. They think it's misogyny to refer to God as God the Father. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, ludicrous. Uh, but um, anyway. Uh, it just nothing surprises me now. <laughs> I mean, it really doesn't. Um, well, yeah, I, there's a there's a called like woke preacher clips. I I kind of <laughs> check that out every once in a while, and I tell you what, there are some things that have been said from the pulpit that are just the most. I mean, it, it it's got, it makes you worry about uh, the church in general because I mean, it is just some some woke nonsense really coming out of some pulpits oh there's really really bad stuff it's because there's so much confusion about the gospel and what's important and what's not and um anyway well if you're just tuning in to swat uh radio today swat stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth i'm doug mccary and taylor johnson is in here with me and uh generally Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday we take the first segment and we try to look at things going on in our culture and look at them from a Christian worldview or a biblical worldview, biblical perspective. Um, and uh, for the last two years, we've been heavily involved in 
trying to see COVID, COVID mask mandates, COVID vaccine mandates, the cult of COVID, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> all that stuff from a biblical perspective. It's been deeply divisive. Uh, we've talked about a lot of things. And, uh, you know, this COVID thing is not going away, folks, if you haven't uh, figured that out. And uh, I remember back when we had Dr. Merritt on the first time and she talked about the cure being worse than the disease. And it certainly is. It has really devastated our country. United airlines is now about they're, they're ready to fire 600 of its employees who aren't vaccinated. Uh, they gave them a deadline of the 27th and they didn't get it. Uh, uh, healthcare workers in New York by the mm-hmm. thousands are, are being furloughed with unpaid leave. Uh, Delta Airlines is punishing people who don't get the vaccine. And it does not matter if you've had COVID and recovered. And I, I listened to uh, Senator Rand Paul talk to Baceres the other day. Yeah, I saw that. And yeah. it, it was really uh, a great uh, reminder where you have a doctor talking to Baceres about recovered immunity. And he used smallpox and measles. And he said, we don't require these people to go back and get vaccines. Why are we doing it with this? They have good immunity. We do. If you've been, listen, I've been called by several people. What do I do? Do I take the vaccine? If you have had COVID, you have good immunity. You know, you do. You have good immunity. Well, uh, you know, Senator Paul, he he mentioned that Israeli study that showed that you were seven, t- you're, you were seven times, or yeah, seven times more likely to not get COVID. That yeah, flip that. You know, I don't know. It, you're, you got seven times better natural immunity with natural immunity. I guess I should say that you're seven t- times more likely to get COVID with um, the vaccine. That's what I was looking to say yeah. in in that clip. And then um, for Sarah, he was like, "Oh, I haven't seen that study." And I don't know. I mean, that was but my like, scientists have. Well, I thought it was interesting. He said, "Are you a doctor? No. Are you a scientist? No." Yet he's yeah, an attorney. Yeah, he asked him, "Do you have a science degree?" Yeah, <laughs> he didn't have that. that no, and yet he is the one berating people who've had COVID for not getting the vaccine, and uh, there's just no need to get it if you've had it and you recovered from it. So, uh, and even if you didn't have it. The, the the there's still the survivability rate of it is uh is still 90 i mean 99.9 percent yeah and you know i think it's pretty clear that this is a political talking point at this point because uh vaccine hesitancy if you will cuts across party lines and it cut, cuts across across the color divide um there's a a large percentage of people who are hesitant about the vaccine and it's not you know it's trying to be portrayed as oh these white trumpers who are out in the middle of nowhere but you know you look at uh new york city 50 percent of uh the black population i believe is not vaccinated and so you know with the the uh, vaccine pass stuff that's uh you know reintroducing segregation and you get groups even like blm uh going against and and protesting the the vaccine mandate and yet what you're getting from the top levels is, oh, it is just this partisan issue and everybody agrees um, when that's clearly not the case. And uh, kind of to, to get that from the White House is a little bit uh, banana republic like, I think. Yeah, it's not a uh, it, 
it's it's not a uh, partisan thing at all. It's it's just people that are saying, "Hey, I don't want to inject something into my body that may alter my RNA or my DNA, or I, I don't want to do that, especially if I've already had it." And um, so, and, and this week we talked about the governor of New York pretty much uh, using and invoking God's name to command people to mm-hmm. do that, which is really was an interesting twist but um so you know as we go through this we're trying to put out good information go back and listen to dr um, Merritt. we have her you should be able to go back now i know people have been wanting to and we've had problems with our website we've got i think those resolved now and you should be able to go back to swatradio.com do a search and just put in dr Merritt m-e-r-r-i-t-t and that should come up you could also put in dr mcdyer m-c-d-y-e-r He's a local physician who was on for half an hour a week ago Friday, uh, last week, yeah. and did a great job of explaining. He'd been a doctor for a long time, and he's out protesting the mandates because he realizes there's an issue. And when you have nurses that are choosing these nurses who have been on the front lines and who've had COVID and are saying, no, we don't want the vaccine, and yet they're creating all these shortages across the field, not just in the healthcare industry but in the air travel industry and then also in the um, the military because a lot of people aren't taking it in fact the seals there's a bunch of seals hundreds of seals are fighting right now through legal channels to to not be forced and yet governor gavin newsom today mandated that all children k through 12 have to be vaccinated before they go to school <laughs> He just did that today. If you're in California, uh, the question would be why at this point. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I just, that is, sounds like a foreign country to me. He says all eligible students will be required to be vaccinated before attending class. Um, And if you're over right now, the current plan is if you're over 12, you have to be. But that's going to be K through 12. Mm. So they're going to mandate the COVID vaccine like others that have not been properly vetted and tested and thoroughly looked at. There's still folks, emergency use authorization vaccines. Well, Doug, you the gotta... comernity is not even out there, even though that's the approved one. It's not, you can't hardly find it out there. Well, you got to be baptized into the faith, you know. Oh, well, and, that's. Uh, they're yeah. clearly wanting to practice infant baptism. And uh, <laughs> so that's. Well, yeah. he did say the vaccine mandate would be enforced after the FDA gives the approval for different age, group, age groups. They haven't done that yet. So. Now, they'll probably do it pretty quickly, though, I would imagine. Well, well that's just me. Well, I'm you know, cynical. our our Lori and I were talking yesterday, and our concern is that they would just give your child the the vaccine. Well, you know what? People really should be concerned about that. Uh, I mean, I I guess I shouldn't say should, should, but that's understandable. That's an understandable concern at this point because you know the the faith in the institutions is eroded to that level. That I mean, you know, here's this uh, you know shot for something else, but it really contains something that you're not planning on, and yeah, that's something that I think people. Uh, I understand being concerned about that. Well, I hope people listened yesterday to Mike uh, uh, Gendral, Gendron. He he was on great testimony of a guy who came out of Roman Catholicism who was a false convert and now 
is evangelizing. You can go back and listen to that. And if you want to call in today, uh, love to have your calls if you listen, and we can talk about some of the stuff we share. Yeah, so stay tuned. We will be back with more after the break. I'll give you the number to call then. You're listening to SWAT Radio. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. David Crowder with Red Letters. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, today is Friday. And on Fridays, we generally have a little bit of a debrief over uh, what we went uh, what we went over in the week. If you would like to call and join our discussion, please do so at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Again, ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Yeah, yesterday uh, we had Mike Gendron on, and Mike uh, did a, a, a really great job of uh, just talking about um, Roman Catholicism. From uh, I, I didn't even know some of the things that he was sharing. I mean, I, I've been asked before about purgatory, mm. um, and I, to be honest with you, didn't didn't know a lot. I didn't grow up in that faith. I didn't know that much about it. I, I, I. Uh, was interested to hear what he had to say and you know he shared yesterday that that didn't even come about till like 590 really uh, ad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like uh because a pope declared it so huh. and and so it just became all of a sudden truth because if the pope declares it then it becomes a truth uh which is interesting yeah that is you know the yeah, that's the thing with Catholicism. I think um, just if you, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say anything to whatever because you know it's. I think there are people who can be Catholic and saved. Do you think so, or do you think? Oh, I think there yeah. absolutely can. Just like there can be Baptists who are saved and mm-hmm, Presbyterians right. who are saved, but the church as a whole departed, and he covered that um, about the institution. 
and because the institution itself teaches a works-based salvation, and that's an anathema, Paul says in Galatians 1, that, that you, that's, you, you know, if you preach a gospel other than the one I preached, then you're to be cursed. So, um, and it, what he was concerned about was a lot of the the ecumenical partnerships that were formed with the Roman Catholic Church back in the 90s. Mm. And, um, you know, we we, um, we didn't get to get into a lot of it, but you can go to his website, proclaimingthegospel.org, and he's got some good articles on there about witnessing, uh, witnessing specifically to uh, people that are in the deceptive Roman Catholic Church as, and uh, talked to him. And he said, you know, one of the things, because I talked to him after the program is, he says, if you ask questions for people, you know, don't go in and try to just give them a bunch of information, mm-hmm. but ask questions. And he, he made a statement about his own faith that I thought was interesting. He said, you know, Doug, I was deceived, but then I was confronted with the truth. And people who are deceived don't know they're deceived most of the time until they are confronted with the truth. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever been conned by anybody and when you're in the midst of being conned, you don't realize you're being Mm -hmm. conned. Otherwise you wouldn't succumb to it. And so, um, you know, uh, Jesus asked the Pharisees, they said, if I speak the truth, why don't you believe me? I mean, he, he's speaking the truth and he, what happens is when you speak truth, it exposes falsehood. When you speak truth, uh, falsehood can't stand up to it. it and it, it, it's just out there and it's exposed. Um, and Jesus just asked him the question, why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? Mm-hmm. Remember when he mm-hmm. asked that yeah. over in Matthew 15 and, uh, or, you know, when you, when you, ask questions to people they respond and they they tell you what they're thinking they tell you what go, what's going through their mind and then you're able to interact with them on that basis instead right. of just giving them stuff so and yeah i would imagine if you ask and you, and you seem to ask with a genuine want to know right, what they're thinking uh it's you're not on the defensive the same as if you're just like hey this is actually what is really happening and uh, trying to just hit them with facts. And if you're asking questions, I mean, that's why Socrates, and it's called the Socratic method, right? Because yeah. it's, it is good for uh, learning and investigating the truth. And, uh, you know, I guess I've looked at the Catholic Church, and uh, it's just, um, it's a shame, really, because if you look at, you know, Martin Luther, right, and uh, the 95 Theses, it, it was the Pope and, and the, the church structure that was unwilling to, uh, be inquisitive and investigate what he was talking about and instead, uh, you know, label him as, you know, excommunicated, right? And that's what launched the Reformation instead of saying, oh, be, being confronted with the 95 theses that he raised and say, okay, well, let's take this into account and let's keep the fellowship of the believers alive and, you know, change the ways in which we're er- erroring. And then if you look at the Great Schism, um, Back before that, again, it was the Pope wanting to be supreme over the church, and it kind of seemed like some worldly stuff got in got into play rather than finding a way to um, stay together as a body. And now if you look at where that's led us to as 
the church at large is there's a ton of different tiny um, uh, communities and stuff rather than one large church community. And, and it kind of has splintered um, the, the church as far as unity is concerned. And it, it, to me, it seems like it really was coming from the, the Pope. Well, I, I find it interesting that Jesus said in the word of God, if you abide in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. He says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. And uh, when Mike was growing up, he was told he couldn't understand the Bible, and that mm-hmm. was the priest's job to interpret it for him. Yeah. And that was part of the problem. If if you it, – it's almost Gnostic in the way they do it, it – uh, if if you want to know the truth, you got to go through me. You can't interact with God on your own. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's the Catholic Church. I don't really know enough. But if that is, man, that sounds a whole lot like you know Jehovah's Witness, Mormons. But and that's stuff why like that, they taught know? in Latin for yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I remember going to a, uh, a Roman Catholic church out in Arizona with my uh, my cousins and my aunt and uncle, and they did it in Latin. And I said, well, how are you supposed to understand what he's saying? Oh, he explains it. Well, he could say anything. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, but you're not, you know. Uh, so a Latin mass, they do certain things in Latin, and then they speak in they, English uh, later? They, yeah, they, they kind of, yeah, they hmm. they tell you what the purpose of it is. But hmm. at least they did there hmm. when I was there. So, um, but, you know, I find it. Uh, that to be troublesome when you look at first uh, John where it says you don't need any man to teach you. Yeah. What does that mean? It means that the Holy Spirit's a teacher. Mm-hmm. And, and so when somebody's trying to exercise control on you, I mean, we should be thrilled if people want to read the Bible, we should encourage people to read the Bible and interact with God. And that, the problem with a lot of America today is we don't want to read and study the Bible on our own. We want to go through people. We want this pastor to teach me because he's so good and he's, you know, he's he's got a vibrant relationship with the Lord, but my relationship is not even uh, really uh, direct. It's more, you know, indirect through his mm-hmm. relationship. So, And, you know, to give the Catholic Church its due in some ways, like tradition, I would say, is important, but it's not on the same level as the gospel, right? That's what I would I would agree with that. And listen, without the Catholic Church, we wouldn't have copies of the scriptures today. Well, that, they that, preserved it. Yeah, that was another thing I was going to bring up is like, okay, you can see maybe why um, back then why the priests kind of read in Latin because most people weren't educated and they needed that to be the case. But, you know, with the invention of the printing press and then with widespread literacy, I mean, that was another thing that the Catholic Church did not want to let go of. And, um, you know, it's a shame because then it becomes what was once, you know, set up as, hey, this is the only way people are going to hear about um, Mm -hmm. what's in the Bible. And so it's a good thing. But because of tradition, it was like, nope, nope, we got to keep it this way um, because that's how we do things and want to keep the control. And like you say, when, when you can't investigate the scriptures for yourselves, you can't know when you're being deceived. Well, you know, over in Acts chapter 20, Paul warns the Ephesians. He says, you need to beware because there's going to be wolves who's going to come in among you and they're not going to spare the flock. 
Uh, it'll be people from among yourselves who will arise, and they're going to draw away the disciples after them. And uh, so, you know, one of the questions you can ask people is, what are you trusting? Are you trusting in Jesus? Or are you trusting in the church? Are you trusting in Jesus? Or are you trusting in God's, um, you know, uh, word about Jesus? Are you taking man's word about Jesus and tradition? Are you elevating that tradition over God's word? And, and Jesus himself, I just said it earlier. He said, you know, uh, are you breaking the commands of God for the sake of your tradition? They did that even back in Jesus' time. Yeah. So um, I think we need to and not be afraid to speak to those things. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, as you're talking about, um, you know, that there would be wolves to come up among you, I mean, I think you'd have to look at where we're at today as a church in America and have to say, hey, that is the truth again, you know, I think as it has been uh, numerous times. But we're not uh, adept enough to know, you know, we we don't study the word the way that people used to, and we don't have we're not we don't have that knowledge in the same way, and so there's a lot of uh, opportunity for people to be led astray, and then there's a lot of opportunity when they're just you know reading through the Bible to be like I don't know what this means, I, this isn't speaking to my life in any way, and I think that's why we have to catechize ourselves again into what it means to be a Christian. Well. Uh... You know, if you go to his website, you can read some of the research from his own personal experience of walking in that faith for a long time. And he says throughout the world, over 200,000 times every day, priests throughout the world believe they represent Jesus on their altars as an offering for sins of the living and the dead. Well, that's like Judaism, huh? <laughs> uh, very much. Uh, and they ignore God's word, which says Jesus has been offered to bear the sins of the world, the many, uh, and shall appear a second time for salvation, not to bear sin. So they just disregard what God's word says about that. But anyway, uh, if you want to call in, we'd love to hear from you today and weigh in on some of this. Yeah, we would love to have you call in. I'll give you the number after the break, so stay tuned. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, B-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more after the news. Radio that was Rescuer by Ren Collective. If you are just joining us today is Friday, so we're having a free for all Friday. We'd love to have you come in, uh, call in to comment or join the discussion, ask any questions that you may have at one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Again, one eight four four triple seven SWAT, or you can email us at ask at SWAT That's ask ask at SWAT 
You know, uh, Jim Dennison usually puts some stuff out on his thing. It's funny because he just kind of scours mm. news stories. And I don't know if you saw, there was a guy in Illinois who woke up in August with a bat on his neck, a bat sucking his neck. What? Or, uh, like, I'm not kidding you. And apparently there was a bunch of bats in his house that had made oh. their things in there. And uh, they they were able to catch the bat. And they tested, and it tested positive for rabies. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I did hear this. And he declined the rabies vaccine. You know, yeah. they, they wanted to give it mm-hmm. to him, and he wouldn't take it, and he died a month later. And that that was the first rabies death in, like, 40 or 50 years or something uh-huh. in America? Yeah. That's... Yeah. But, I mean, like, uh, they were able to show him, and they said, hey, we've got a vaccine that can do it. Say, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with even the vaccine, not the MNRA, but the other ones, you know, that that they're trying to do something. But um, the way they're just trying to force everything when we think about that. Um, yeah, it's it's not about, you know, you know, because, you know, people want to say, oh, you're anti-science or you're anti this, anti that. And for a Christian, it's not about being anti-science or anything. It's about a trusting who is telling you what they're telling you and then also having you know trust in god specifically for this where it's something that is has such a high survivability rate and then there are questions about what's uh in the vaccine how it's uh operating in people um and then those questions get completely ignored and they act like you know the vaccine is the second coming of christ you know like it's a miracle uh that should cause anybody to be concerned but you know a rabies shot i mean how long has that been established and proven oh this is something that is uh, effective and useful um i mean it'd be one thing you know if it was like here's this brand new uh thing that's never really been tested on anybody and if you say uh, i don't know uh you know i'll take people the traditional rabies the time, yeah. yeah so uh yeah you know people i don't know i, I think that you don't want to get too um, like anti-medicine, but at the same time, I can understand why people have done that because the medical establishment has lied, uh, or at least uh, been unwilling to look at alternate uh, opinions for the the better part of this pandemic, and that's going to cause you know issues like that. I'm not sure about why that guy didn't get the rabies shot, but that's going to cause people to have doubts and to not trust things that have over time you know been stuff that people have trusted and have been seemed uh to work well you know i wanted to you know some people are asking you know well i don't i i don't really understand the mnrna go back and listen to dr Merritt. she does a great job of explaining it so that even people that aren't that familiar with it can understand but every vaccine has a um uh, what's called a mechanism of action or how it works on your body and these particular mnRNA vaccines, mRNA vaccines, uh, Pfizer and Moderna specifically, um, don't work like traditional vaccines do. Uh, she said it very clearly that all other vaccines, what they do is they put either a weakened form of the virus or a dead virus in your body. Your body recognizes it and begins to develop a response against it one that it can actually fight and win. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you get infected with the disease, your body's overwhelmed because it's fast acting and it can't do that. So that's the way traditional vaccines works. Um, And, and so 
it, it reacts to the dead virus or the weakened virus just like it would a live virus. And your body then builds, it has what's called these um, memory B cells and T cells that anytime that virus hits you, it goes into action. And, um, but now, um, what they're seeing in a lot of people, and Dr. Merrick commented on this, is tumors, blood clotting, all kinds of issues. In fact, you were telling me about uh, a, a news guy, uh, Mark Lamont Hill, who's mm-hmm. in the hospital now with a blood clot, and he's saying it didn't come from the vaccine. Well, there's a lot of people who are having blood clots. It's just interesting to me that all these people have also had the vaccine. Yeah, and and and, and, and people who in population, I guess I should say that of would not normally have a blood clotting issue, you know, young, healthy people who are having things like this. And and part of the reason why is the mRNA is what it does is instead of injecting, you know, a, a weakened or, or dead virus, it, it is it is putting into your, your DNA really to produce a specific type of uh, protein, right? Yeah. And then I, I think from what I've heard about why cancers are kind of um, rising and why there's tumor problems is because, um, what they do, what it does to do that, I guess, suppresses um, the body's natural response to a cancer to, you know, uh, to cut it out uh, on its own. And so that's leading to a rise in that. Obviously, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not explaining it perfectly. But um, it, it, it is changing that the mRNA is changing the way that your body acts mm-hmm. uh, in a different way than uh, a virus uh, or a weakened virus or a dead virus does. Well, um I just, uh, again, who knows how long this thing is going to go on. Uh, I, I would talk to my doctor, and I would, again, just like we're talking about asking Catholics questions, if you want to um, engage in conversation and, and maybe um, find out if they're false converts or they're true believers uh, that just may be in a bad place, uh, I'd ask that questions of my doctor and then respond appropriately you know, to what they say. And listen to what they say. It, the the sad part is, and Dr. Merritt, I keep referring back to it, it's a great interview, but she was saying that the NIH exerts an enormous amount of pressure over a lot of doctors in our country. Well, nobody should exert pressure over doctors to respond a certain way other than to follow regulations, you know, and not mm-hmm. do anything illegal. But... Um, they shouldn't be indebted to the NIH in any way, shape, or form. They should function independently of that. And the NIH makes its ruling and on and, and drugs and stuff with the FDA. But it's just going so out of control. We, we have a drug problem in our country. Not just drugs for people on the street. I'm talking about drugs for everything. Mm-hmm. Big Pharma is a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know... Uh that's funny because, you know, the same people who I guess would have been hesitant about, you know, big pharma and the establishment are the same people saying, oh, yeah, you need to take the vaccine. You need to do this. You need to do that. And and I want to go back to you saying, like, we don't know when this is going to end as far as when the pandemic or the craziness around it's going to end. And to me, I think that it's not going to end until the people have said sufficiently, this is too much. We're in pushing back on um, the those in power because those in power are going to say, oh, here's an opportunity to gain more power and gain more power and gain more power until, you know, they have everything that they want. And until there's a significant pushback, they meet a significant pushback, significant resistance from the populace at large. I, I, my fear is that 
this uh, crisis, I, I guess I'll, I'll put it, will continue to spiral out of control and end up looking like Australia. Well, yeah, the thing is about uh, what's happened is, and a lot of people have forgotten. You know, have you noticed we're not talking about China anymore? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed where we where, where I, I think the whole purpose of what China did was to get us fighting within. If you get if you get a country that's divided, they're much easier to take over, much easier to destroy. And whether they want to take us over or destroy us, it doesn't matter. The same they 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 have the same goal. They want to be the number one world superpower, and it has absolutely been confirmed. Uh, by over 900 different documents um, and testimony that uh, Dr. Fauci funneled millions to Wuhan lab. Mm -hmm. And the Wuhan scientists were planning to release an enhanced airborne coronavirus into Chinese bats to inoculate them against diseases that could jump to humans. They know that. And it was in Wuhan where that was going on. Uh, they wanted to go release these coronavirus into bats. And um, and instead, what we have is something that's jumped into humans. And now what, what we have over here can't even infect a bat. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that is uh, something that's interesting as far as looking at. About, I mean, I think it's pretty clear uh, that it was uh, the virus was made by man, whether it was released intentionally or by accident, you know, through negligence, is I think something that's up uh, for question. But the China question at large, uh, you know, at, on a larger scale, is one I think that's important and that most Americans aren't really uh, aware of. And, and the, the the truth of the matter is that we, as a country, are beholden to China, and the reason that is is because China has bought our elite class uh, for the most part. And, I mean, if you look at just the talking of uh, the lab leak theory, quote-unquote, that was debunked and said, oh, no, this is so bad, and, you know, part of it was, yeah, maybe that people didn't like Trump. Um, but a bigger part was that a lot of people are taking money from China, and China is doing a lot of things to try to degrade us. They're pumping um, fentanyl in through the southern border. I mean, they're really trying to make moves to crush uh, America on the global stage so that they – can ascend and be the number one dominant power. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, I think, uh, as believers, we moving into the time that we're in right now, it's a great opportunity to share our faith, a great opportunity to be aware of divine appointments, uh, that we can focus on not being fearful and speaking the truth out in the world and not getting sucked into lies and propaganda. And, um, you know, uh, I think uh, there's it's a great opportunity time right now. And I hope that you're listening to God, that you're hearing him and his word and you're sensitive to his spirit. Like Philip, who we're going to look at next week, we're going to be in Romans chapter, I'm sorry, not Romans, Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40, the last part of chapter 8, and Philip's experience with the Ethiopian eunuch. So if you want to get a head start on next week, if you're listening and not part of a SWAT group here, go to Acts 8, 26 to 40, read up, and we'll be talking about that next week, okay? Yeah, so make sure you do that. And, I, you know, kind of along with what you're saying, I think we need to be intentional about being in a word, being in deep prayer, and finding those who are like-minded to create communities of believers that are 
we're willing and ready to do life together because I think that's something that we're going to need sorely here soon. Um, we are up against the break, though. We'll be back with more after the break. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Crowder, welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, today is Friday, and we're having a free floating discussion Friday. Um, so we would love to have you call us uh, to join the discussion, and you can do so at one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Again, that's one eight four four triple seven SWAT, or you can email us at ask at swatradio.com, ask ask at swatradio.com. Right now, we have Mike on the line. Mike, where are you calling from? Yes, sir, uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Well, nice to have you call in, and uh, hope you're having a great Friday. What What's uh, on your mind today? Well, I just wanted to uh, kind of respond to you guys. We're asking a question about uh, how long the pandemic was going to go on for, and uh, I personally believe it's going to go on for a while, as, as you guys say. But I think we can find our answer um, in Amos chapter 4, verses 6 through 11. If you guys have a time or a moment to read that, uh, I'll just take your response off the air. But uh, Amos chapter four verses six through eleven. All right, we're uh, little... the number of uh, a number of judgments against uh, Israel, and I think it applies to us as well. Well, I gave you cleanness of teeth in all your cities and lack of bread in all your places, yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. I also withheld the rain from you when there were yet three months to the harvest. I would send rain on one city. No rain on another. One field would have rain, and the field on which it did not rain would wither. So two or three cities would wander to another city to drink water and would not be satisfied. Yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. I struck you with blight and mildew, your gardens and your vineyards, your fig trees, your olive trees, the locusts devoured, yet you did not. This sounds an awful lot like Revelation, uh, Mike, in the last days when 
it says still they did not repent, you know? Yeah. Right. I sent among you a pestilence after the manner of Egypt. I killed your young men with a sword, carried away your horses. I made the stench of your camp go up in your nostrils, yet you did not return to me. It it, it sounds uh, eerily to me like revelation in the last days when God was pouring out his wrath on the earth and still they wouldn't repent when he wiped out a third of the earth, you know, and he, he, he did all that because the truth is that, um, the people, people think that if they, if, if God's judgment comes, it's going to make people repent, but they don't, Mm -hmm. they don't, they don't want God. They don't want God. That's the chilling part. That's the chilling part in verse 12, because it says, Therefore, thus will I do unto thee, O Israel, and because I will do this unto thee, prepare to meet thy God. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the nation as a whole is prepared to meet the Lord. Individuals, yeah. yes, but as a nation, I don't think so. I, I agree with you, Mike. Well, uh, Mike, thanks for listening um, to SWAT Radio. Uh, I hope you have a good weekend, and thanks for pointing out that. That's a great passage to think about, especially in light of everything that's going on. Uh, because there's no doubt um, that God has withheld his hand from this nation. I yeah. see that, uh, even in our leadership. So, Amen. Right. Well, God bless you, fellas, and uh, have a great weekend as well. Thank you very much. All right, you have a good one. All right, Mike. Yeah, thanks for calling in. That was great. You know, that, that really does kind of hit with, um, you know, some of the things that we're feeling uh, at, at the very least. Um, I think we also have another caller, James. James, where are you calling from? Idaho. Idaho. Oh, James. What's up? Yes. Well, uh, you know, uh, the study you guys have been doing um, in regards to uh, Simon had me uh, thinking about what I thought about Simon previously. And, you know, at at first I thought, well, he realized his sin and he confessed. But when Doug brought it out, I could see he was a lot like Judas in 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 his forgiveness. It wasn't true forgiveness. It was I'm sorry mm-hmm. I got caught forgiveness. So I just wanted to say I thought that was interesting. I you know definitely picked something up. Of course I've been picking stuff up lately a lot. So <laughs> anyway, I appreciate it. Right. Well, James, thank you so much for handling all our internet stuff. It's always good to hear you. Do we have just since we got you on the the phone? phone do we have all of our um, our stuff working now on our website? Um, I've tested uh, back through the beginning episodes and spot checked on the way back. Everything appears to be working fine. Uh, the uh, the guy that actually sets up the website is going to be giving me some instructions soon. Um, it works really well. So, you know, if you guys, if anyone hasn't had a chance to look at it, I would strongly suggest checking it out. The player's pretty neat. And you'll be able to uh, listen to the uh, program just fine. All right, good. Well, thank you for working on that. We want to thank Dave Humphreys also. Dave is awesome with Bright Technologies. They did a good job of helping us out on that, too. Appreciate all they do. And, uh, James, I pray you're feeling better. Are you feeling better after your bike accident? Hello? Is he still there? Oh, he's gone. Well, uh, James uh, got hit. He was riding his bike and got mm. clipped by a car mirror, man. Somebody Oof. was um, going a little too close to him. So yeah. y'all, y'all keep James lift up. He sounds better, and uh, I think he's doing better. But he does a 
uh, Ye- uh, he does a, a, a yeoman's work for us on on the website, and we really appreciate James. Yeah, he does does good things. You know, you're talking about a bike. Did you hear about that one 16 year old kid who ran over like six uh, bikers? He was trying to do a little thing to scare them and no. got too close and just plowed, plowed right I through. I did him. not hear that, but I that wonder if someone was trying to scare not, James. That does not surprise me. Yeah, hey, I <laughs> guess they uh, he wanted to do something. He has a had a big truck, and I guess he put. Uh, you know, a biker in a cloud of black smoke, you know, when you take off real fast and he, right. Well, I have to say, you know, I, I, I took a picture the other day of a flag somebody had that had a pretty nasty expletive on it, a big flag on hmm. the back of their truck. And it, it had the expletive in relation to our president and oh. those that voted for him. And, you know, it's, um, uh, we're living in an interesting time, whether it's on television or regular media. Um, people are people use language that they never would have used even ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, because you wouldn't have seen that where somebody put that out. You know, in that out, way. Yeah, you have it out for everyone to see uh, in a way that you know, you know, kids could see it and stuff like that. Yeah, I would not have thought that you would ever see that. You know. Or I wouldn't have thought back then that you would that would be something that I would see just walking down the road. And, you know, I think that there's an important point to be made there in that uh, people are angry, right? You know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on, but you, it's important not to sin in your anger. You know what I mean? And, and I think most people are not most people. I, I will say that I think that there's a potential for some negative reactions, uh, negative things to happen coming from aside that you know maybe we agree with or feel more strongly yeah we got to be careful as believers that we don't communicate approval to those things yeah one way or the other Mm -hmm. i mean like um because one that's not glorifying to god yeah to use gutter language we know that he doesn't want us to do that um and so as believers we our our lens through which we see the world is that again, whoever's at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, uh, it doesn't matter who's up there. They're not the savior of the world and they're not the enemy of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're there because God has chosen for them to be there during this time, good, bad, or indifferent. And, and so a lot of times, you know, people express discontent and anger. And I think there is a lot of anger right now because well, you stop. Do you know there's still places that are locked down in cities and stuff that have been locked down for almost two years? Yeah. And, well, not only that, I mean, this administration, I would say, has put a target on certain people's backs who would consider themselves patriots and said, you are the problem and, and trying to make, you know, them the enemy of the people. Uh, and so I think if people feel that strongly, like, that, hey, this administration does not like what I represent. And, you know, sometimes. And that's okay that they feel that way. But they can't, I mean, if you're a believer, you can't allow that anger to drive you to do things that are dishonoring to God. Because yeah. that, that's not a healthy way or a good way for you to uh, display yeah. your, your feelings mm-hmm. and try to deal with it. Yeah, it's a, it, it's important to realize maybe where things stand. But then that does not mean, that doesn't give you license to act in a, a manner that is unbecoming or in a manner that you might feel that that's how they're responding to you. So you respond in turn. You, you cannot do that. And I think that the church um, has has got to get on this issue and show people how to respond 
Biblically. Um, biblically, yes, because if, if that's not the case, there's going to be you know cats and dogs going at each other, and we're not going to like the outcome whichever way it goes. Well, I, th- I think we're going to see that. Mm-hmm. I think we're deteriorating uh, faster every day. We're headed down that rabbit hole, and, you know, we – you know, come Lord Jesus, right? Right. Yeah. Come and, Lord Jesus. And there's not going to be, uh, right now, like, uh, there's not a principled response that I'm seeing uh, much of. I, it's just anger on both sides. I mean, if you go back and look at the, the American Revolution, you know, there was anger there, obviously, but there was a very principled response, a very godly response of how how we act, how we behave. And I'm not saying that everybody did that, but the culture at large and what was produced was one that was... Uh, I would say, in line with the values and the morals of the Bible. And I don't think that that is something that we're going to see unless the church stands up and starts to let people know, hey, this is what it means to be a Christian. This is how you live the Christian life, and this is how you respond as a Christian to certain situations. You know, And, and if the church isn't going to do that, then you know it'll be some left or right. It's not going to matter. It's going to be some sort of thing that we're not going to like the look of. Yeah, well, we need to keep um being a light you know we need to let i love what colossians 4 6 says let your speech always be seasoned with grace mm-hmm. always you know always means always in the greek <laughs> it means like always so let it always be seasoned with salt and if you get too much salt it makes you want to puke yeah so it, we just let it be seasoned with salt so you know how to respond to each person. We are, you know, the world is one to Christ, one person at a time. Mm-hmm. So as we go out, who is that one person you're praying for that you're going to be a light to today? Be a light to somebody out there for Jesus this weekend, okay? Yeah, that's a great place to end it. That is the end of our week. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a great weekend. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies.